Hello, welcome back. It's week 74 on Out on That Line. I'm Jeff with my co-host Alex as always. Alex, how you doing this week? Blood will rain, Jeff. Blood will spill and blood will rain. This is a very special episode today. This is a very special episode and I got to say I'm really excited for this one. When you suggested this, I've been on board with a lot of things that you've suggested for the show. I don't know if I've been on board more for anything than this episode this week. So this is the bellwether. That's good to know. That's good yeah, to know this for is, future yeah, use. It's, it's, and you're going to find out why. So we're going to talk about some metal music tonight. A few varying types of metal music, but the brutality will commence shortly. First, have you been keeping up with uh, the television program Mayans MC? No, never even started the it. The spinoff from Sons of Anarchy, for those who aren't aware. Uh, I haven't started either, but an interesting casting was made for this for this upcoming season. Can oh. you guess who it was? Interesting casting in the Mayans MC, which is a spinoff of the Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it is a musical artist. I will narrow it down. That's why it's relevant to the podcast. Okay, okay. A musical And it artist. is one that you know. I don't know why this is sticking out to me. I'm going to say Caliucci's. Well, you're going to be wrong because it is Tim Showalter from Strand of Oaks. Oh, okay. I don't know why I gravitated towards a female, but how about that? How about that? So just he announced it. He was either yesterday or today, but I think it premiered last night. Maybe. I don't know. I don't watch the show. Maybe I'll check it out and just like see how he did. Uh, But yeah, our boy from Strand of Oaks getting his acting credit, getting that SAG card. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. I don't know what kind of character he's going to be playing. If it's going to be a long-lasting character, who knows? But he's in it, and he's got a name. Like it's a, a, I think it's a speaking part that he has. Oh, so he's not just like a gas station attendant or something. I don't think so. He's got, he's a, got a name. He, they like gave him a vest. As like part uh, of the, that the could casting. be a gas station attendant too. They wear vests as well. <laughs> a different kind of vest, I think. <laughs> Slow down now, Jeff. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I do, but I will, I will guess it's not a gas station attendant. All right. Okay. I'll trust you. <laughs> so yeah, that was my surprise. I thought it was some good news for a friend of the pod from Strand of Oaks, Tim Showalter. That's awesome. Yeah. Eventually he's going to listen to this. I truly do believe that. I think- he will. You know, and he's responded to me on Twitter a couple times on Facebook a couple times. So like, yeah, friend of the pod. That's what I'm saying. It's fair to say. It's a, yeah. it's a matter of time before like somehow he listens to this. And then yeah, we'll have a I've cool been, new know, friend. He moved to Austin. I know that was, you know, in some way to get closer to me. And it's just it had, the stars haven't aligned fully yet. That's no. the only issue. But the thing is, when you're twin or in our case, triple flames, it doesn't really matter where you are and what the timing is. You're you're all yeah. bound together throughout the universe. His music taught me that. Yep. That's true. That's a very good point. Thank you very much. Tim, very good point. We'll see you for some poke. (laughs) Well, you had a uh, you had an interesting experience over the weekend, didn't you, my friend? I did. I can officially say that I have been to an album release party. Whoa. Who wants to touch me? I said, who wants to fucking touch me? It was really fun. I think if we had a live audience, there would have been a lot of. Yeah, me like there'd have been a lot of those. We just don't. There's there's just me and the dogs. Yeah, we have to assume that at least one of your dogs was trying to get to me. <laughs> yes. I was making some kind of noise frequency that attracted it. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of noise frequencies, Phantom Airwave, our good buddies, they did our uh, theme music. We did mm-hmm. that whole video on them. That was super fun. They they finally dropped the album. Interstellar Transmission is out, and they threw a little party at Arts Riot in Burlington to commemorate the occasion, and mm-hmm. it was dope. A lot of people there dancing their asses off. The music was loud. The music was tremendous. They did some fun covers. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 would recommend Phantom Airwave. If you can book them, book them. If you can see them, see them. And if you can be friends with them like me, be friends with them. Because I got the album for free ahead of time. Yeah. And who can... Ooh. So fuck the rest of you guys. That's what the I'm perks saying. of being a journalist, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the good parts about this job, you know? What, belittling the audience? <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the benefits. It's certainly not the salary. <laughs> Speaking of which, but... seamless transition to the Patreon. <laughs> can you imagine? Someday. 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 Yeah, we can... We're not going to hope. That'll that'll happen because we're we're at a very nice number of subscribers on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed we're at 169 as of this recording, so that's pretty nice. That is pretty nice. Don't fuck this up yeah. by subscribing. Yeah, everyone, stay away so for another can, week. <laughs> you can go to the YouTube and you can see the Phantom Airwave video, which was excellent that you and Tanner had put together. Uh, friend of the pod, Tanner, video extraordinaire, multimedia expert. Tanner, um, check that out because the guys, it was Eric and Sam, Sean, Sean, Sean from Phantom Airwave. Um, Eric is also was in the band with you, Laser Dad. So that's how you knew him. You know, kind of got to know that. But Eric had this. I don't know if you call it. I think it's his main project, right? That's like his main. Yeah, this his is main baby. This is yeah. the big cheese. Um, he's super talented, dude, like super talented, the, like put an instrument in front of him. And I bet he, if he doesn't know how to play it, he'll figure out how to make it work very quickly. Um, you know, just, and there's that level of talent across the band. So it's, it's definitely worth going to check out the album. It's out, I think on all streaming platforms, you can confirm, you can let me know if it's not anywhere. Um, and if it's not somewhere, they'll probably let them know and they'd like to find a way to get it there. Um, check them out. Like you said, if you can, they're just to see that level of musicianship and you hear it every time you you hear our episodes you hear that it, that intro music that's phantom airwave so it's rocking you know they they spin off into these awesome solos these just kind of musical breakdowns it's a really really good stuff yeah it's great and when you say like eric can pretty much figure out anything he touches he can make it work i'd take that a step further he can literally make an instrument the guy builds his own fucking guitars and amplifiers so like if you want to know the quality of music that you're getting and the quality of craftsmanship that you're getting with Phantom Airwave, like, I get it. They're our friends. But it does need to be said. If you want to know the quality of what you're getting, this took four fucking years to make. These guys mm-hmm. literally built it from scratch, and it's damn good. So go yeah. listen to fucking Interstellar Transmission, Phantom Airwave, right fucking now. Yes. And go and check out the video to get to know a little more about you know, why they made the album, you know, kind of what went into it. It's, it's really excellent. Really, really happy to have that on our channel and kind of be involved with those guys. So that's a, that's a really good thing. And was there anything else? Do you want to add anything else about the show? Anything, any memorable moments? I just wanted to tell them congratulations. I think that's the big thing is congratulations on the album. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go check it out. Get those numbers up so that we can keep getting more stuff from them. 
Um, so shall we move on to the most brutal segment we've ever done on to the this show? The blood feast. Other than the Taylor Swift episodes. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Which one becomes more of a bloodbath? <laughs> ironically or unironically? We'll yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, we what we did this week, um, we decided, um, and I don't know what prompted this so maybe you can let me know what kind of made you decide that you wanted to to do things this way i could probably get the text and look back at it and see exactly what the inception was because i was talking to you about the next album we wanted to cover the next thing we wanted to do let's see did we pick an album for next week we did Mm -hmm. not you had made some offhand comment about scary metal fucking up your algorithm um, and then we were just like bereft of anything to do. I just said to you, mm-hmm. should we just do a metal mixed playlist and talk about like metal's not a genre we really have ever talked about on here. So should yeah. we just do a grab bag? Yeah. And I, and I jumped on that idea. That was such an excellent idea. Um, and because, you know, not to brag, but I've been going to the gym and uh, metal's been one of, it's like the main, the only thing that I listen to at the gym. I don't mess around with like anything else if it's not brutal and heavy i'm not listening to it in the gym i don't know why it just i need musical cocaine in my ears and that's what i wanted to get and buddy you came through on this one i'll tell you what because the songs that you chose i enjoyed quite a bit and i hope that we come to the same understanding about mine but i can understand if not because i definitely (laughs) i definitely swung a little more brutal on this one um especially one of the ones that we're going to get to uh Correct. I think we're even saving that one for last, if I recall, the yeah. running order, which we probably should, because there's no coming back from it. <laughs> no, no. And once you listen to that song, there's you're never going to be the same after that. You are forever altered. <laughs> um, so what we did, we didn't we just kind of left it open um, as far as like what we didn't define what kind of metal we wanted to do. Didn't none of that matter. As long as it was heavy, it qualified. Um, so do you want to just get like right into it? Yeah, let's jump in. Just start it out. Okay, so uh, the first pick was one of yours is the song Pray by Parkway Drive. So an interesting way that I approached each of these after I gave mine, you gave yours. I looked at like what subgenre of metal it would be and what really kind of like defines that. So I had a mm-hmm. lot of fun with that. So Prey is Australian metalcore known for okay. its heavy riffs, scream vocals and liberal use of breakdowns. Um, I'll be totally honest with you. My experience with metal is pretty limited to an event in Burlington called Metal Mondays at Club Metronome, where it was just a bunch of stinky, hairy guys twirling around in a circle, (laughs) hitting each other in the face with a studded belt. It was just, it was one of those like metal mosh type things. I had two friends that liked to go, but they were tiny girls. So they brought in Kevin Nash Big, big, sexy diesel over here. Yeah, I was going to say, don't leave out your, your nickname there. Yeah, no. Big big daddy cool. They brought me to be their bodyguard, to be their cooler. And um, it was it was like fun to witness, but like everyone was popping for songs. I'm like, I don't know who this is. At one point, I just kept screaming, play Dragula. And people were telling me to go fuck myself. <laughs> I mean, that song fucks. That song's amazing. Wrong, but yeah, <laughs> they're the assholes. Um, but 
so yeah, truth be told, metal, big time blank spot in my hard drive, and I had to fill it with things I was only vaguely aware of, and Parkway Drive mm-hmm. is one of those. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, they're kind of an obscure band. Like, I don't think they're, I think in the metal world, they're pretty well known, but outside of that, not really. You know, they're not at the level of like a Metallica or something like that, obviously, or even Slipknot. Um, but I got to tell you, buddy, this song was awesome. The chorus, like the whole, the shout along chorus was like very like punk and I love punk music too. So this song was just cool. I love this a lot. Yeah, It had a great groove. Yeah. It was just heavy, fast, just how I like it. And it, yeah, and I, I agree. I love in the chorus, like we are all pray for the sorrow. I'm like, that's a good little mm-hmm. line, especially cause like some of the lyrics I find with metal are just like. Ah, some of them are kind oh, of yeah. kind of cringe. Yeah. Um, and, and these aren't necessarily cringe, but I read this and I do kind of eye roll a little bit. Our new gods are empty, like the holes in our heads. We dance upon the altar of envy and hubris. A scourge of narcissism reaps depression in black waves. If this is your salvation, you better pray. Yeah, and you see it on paper, and you go, "I want to kick that guy in the head." <laughs> but you hear it with the music and oh yeah that's where all the emotional intensity gets colored in for you yeah i mean you put that like you put that on like just regular old rock and roll like imagine the rolling stones trying Ooh. to sing that you'd be like come on come on man i know you've overdosed a bunch but you haven't been that close to death to write something like that come on yeah. um <laughs> but it's yeah when you hear it and they're like there's there's a couple more we're going to talk about where the lyrics are just outlandish, insane. <laughs> but when you hear it with the music, it's a totally different ball game. Like metal, you can just get as weird as you want with the lyrics because that's what's going to make it work. That's the thing. And I think that's why we've got a cool diversity of picks on this episode. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of different subgenres, a lot of different things you can do with metal. Sometimes when metal decides to be fucking a silly goose, does silly shit still really fun when they decide to get super fucking serious and they dial in super fucking fun when they think they're being serious but they're coming off as silly goose still fun yeah it's just kind of a hard genre not to have a good time with yep as long as as long as the musicality is there that's right you're you're good like because there's it, it if it's heavy and fast and you know this one has some melody to it like that's that's all i need like that's all I ever need out of a song. And that's and the lyrics don't have to be that great, and I'll probably be just fine with it. Um now the next one, I'm interested to hear what you think about the lyrics on this one. It's by a little band from Iowa called Slipknot, and the song is psychosocial. And if you couldn't guess by this point, this was one of my picks. This was Jeff's first pick. <laughs> I this is going to be a loaded little pocket for us. I want to start with a question for you. Okay. Would you agree with the assessment that Slipknot is a new metal band? Uh yes. Okay. I would. I think they're I think they're the the cream of the crop though. Okay. When it comes to that genre. I just want to make sure we're like operating within that yeah. agreement that it's new metal because yeah. some of the fucking shit I found people saying about new metal 
is so goddamn hilarious. I have so many amazing quotes to share <laughs> as we talk yeah, about do this it, song. Please, yeah. They're not attacking Slipknot directly. They're attacking the concept of new metal. It's tremendous stuff. Oh, yeah. We'll get to it. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to rip about new metal and i mean i'll be the i'll be the first one in line because there's a lot of there's a lot of schlock in that and that's being nice about it but i'll tell you what slipknot knows how to write a fucking metal song like that's one thing that slipknot knows how to do and i was not like overly familiar with slipknot and i kind of like i was like i know a slipknot pick is going on this list I see you mm-hmm. watching. I see you listening to it a lot. I stalk you on Spotify. <laughs> Tanner and I will text each other. We're like, he's listening to Last Slipknot again. So, <laughs> what's happening? No need for concern. When do we get worried? At what point? At what point? <laughs> um. So yeah, it wasn't like my my I couldn't pick a fucking Slipknot song out of a lineup, but I had an automatic eye roll reaction because I knew that they were considered like mm-hmm. kind of the the. They were like the first people with like corn and limp biscuit to do that kind of like oh, yeah. new metal shit. Oh yeah. Don't forget about Mudvayne. How don't could you forget? <laughs> yeah, don't leave them out of this. I um <laughs> it's just like uh, like the shit <laughs> that people say about this. Even Wikipedia trying to be academic about it burns them. Not slipknot, new metal. Yeah. New metal rarely features guitar solos or other displays of technical competence. <laughs> That's so mean. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's such an amazing nerd burn from oh, the Wikipedia. God. That's something Alex Trebek would say. Uh, yeah. No, I'm like, sorry. For sure. <laughs> he would roast someone with something like wow. that. Shit. <sighs> Yeah, there's a there's a lot of those. I don't want to necessarily get away from the song. Yeah, there's more to come. You tell me you tell me why you like this one so much. <laughs> so I will I will one again reiterate that Slipknot is the cream of the crop when it comes to new metal. One Joey Jordison is one of the greatest drummers of his generation. I mean, he played like anything. And do you know who's in Slipknot now? Mm. who's playing the drums for them now since Joey Jordison passed away oh I want to say it's uh, Max Weinberg's son it is fuck yeah it is Jay Weinberg yeah so a little E Street Band connection for those of you that were unaware um, (laughs) Slipknot and E Street Band just two peas in a pod Um, but also like Corey Taylor is like a pretty great vocalist for metal I mean he can sing the clean parts he can sing the growl parts like and do them equally well and he's very distinctive like when you hear other people that sound like him you're like oh that sounds like Corey taylor like he's that level in this genre in metal in general um but also just the way this song kicks in just after you get through that first like intro and opening bit and he does that like oh yeah and you just like and just hits that riff and i'm like this is just that's exactly what gets my blood pumping like it's musical cocaine when, when something like that happens in a metal song. Cause I'm just like, whether I'm like lifting weights or on the elliptical or whatever I'm doing, mowing the lawn, I'm like basically doing it at a full sprint at that point, you know, just like it's when it hits, it just like hits in my bones. And I don't know what it is about metal music, but no other type of music ever does that metal does it. And this song does it. It's the, it's the greatest trick that metal ever played is it starts up energy 
and then it somehow finds a way to tap into more energy reserves. Yeah. But then dial it back a little bit so that they can dial it up again and you never really notice that it's happening until you hit those hard turns where you burst yeah. into a chorus and run through a fucking brick wall. It's just they're those songs are designed to keep the energy up. It's yeah. it's great. And with this, yes. like yeah, like you said, Corey Taylor's vocals I found hit like a fucking brick. Yes. Just like what a, th- a thick ass voice. Like you said, cleans mm-hmm. or growls, doesn't matter. It's a big sound. They might, yeah, yeah. whether or not you goose it in the recording studio, it's still a big sound. Yeah. Well, if you watch their live videos, like it's not any different. You know, there's less, a little less reverb on it, but there's really not any less fullness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the chorus in this one, just the way it goes from like just these screamed growl fast angry verses and then you hit the chorus and it's this like really nice melody line and it's just very clean vocals over like it's just pulls back a little bit you know to more of just a kind of open chord sort of sound on the guitar a little bit more of a 4-4 beat instead of like a double time beat on the drums you know it's just like and then it just veers right back into that heavy riff that that you kick into at the first part of the song. It's just like such a good experience listening to that song, no matter what I'm doing. If I'm driving, it's dangerous because I'm going to put put the pedal to the floor. Um, so we can move on. Oh, no, we can't. Next... Uh-oh. I got to read my quotes about new metal. <laughs> okay. They're too good. I thought, some, I thought something broke on the video or something. I was like, oh no. <laughs> well, you did. You started buffering as you were saying that. I'm like, oh, oh no. There's there's a real emergency. That's why. I, yeah, I was like, okay, let's keep, let's keep moving. <laughs> oh my god. No, 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 no. no. Uh, what, we we can't get out of this without me telling you what some of our favorite musicians think about <laughs> new metal. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Trent Reznor. When I'm asked what do oh, I no. think of a lot of the new metal bands that are out there, my response is that it seems really insincere to me. Ooh, I've had a really shitty childhood, and I'm really upset, and I'm really ugly, and I've put a lot of makeup on, and I'm harder and faster, and my voice sounds more like the Cookie Monsters than yours does. To me, that all comes across as being comical, as being a parody of itself. Did I mean, Nine Inch Nails made some pretty heavy music. Like, what do you... What are you talking about here? I just wanted to be like, Trent, who hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> like, did you have a really bad childhood? <laughs> is the is, are you the man in the mirror? Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> yeah, Song that cuts too close to man. Yeah, he's always very critical of people though. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I'm like, I can't disagree that like I don't like new metal. I think it's shitty, but uh I'm not using this as an opportunity to dunk on Slipknot, but these amazing quotes that I dug up about new metal itself are just yeah. Keep them coming because I mean that especially that first one was very funny. Yeah, that burn from Wikipedia. We've got Mike Patton of Mr. Bungle fame and In Faith, uh, no, more, Faith right? no More, yeah, and yeah. Phantomas I think was another project of his. Um, he very eloquently says, "New metal makes my stomach turn. Don't blame that poo-poo on us. Blame it on their mothers." Do you think I listen to any of that stuff at all? No. It's for 13-year-old morons. Believe me, we'll all be laughing about new metal in a couple of years. Heck, I'm actually laughing about it right now. Oh, man. Don't hold back. Sound like like jealous ex-lovers here. That's the thing, too, is 
in researching Slipknot, it's like very clear that they were influenced by Mr. Bungle when Mr. Bungle was like mm-hmm. putting on gas station attendant jumpers and clown masks and doing their weird shit. Yeah. They straight up say, like Slipknot straight up admitted, they're like, oh yeah, we're big into that shit. So it kind of sucks that Mike Patton is like, yeah, you guys can kiss my ass. Well, I can guarantee you Slipknot sold a lot more records than <laughs> than any of them did. Maybe I, not maybe not Trent Reznor, but I don't want to spoil anything, Jeff, but probably more than Mike Patton. <laughs> Definitely him. Maybe not this next yeah. one. Maynard James Keenan of Tool Fan. Oh boy. In response to reports that Fred Durst, the lead singer of Limp Biscuit, was a big fan of Tool, Maynard James Keenan said, If the lunch lady in high school hits on you, you appreciate the compliment. But you're not really going to start dating the lunch lady now, are you? <laughs> that was, I mean, let's be fair. Like, that was probably, he could have been way meaner than that. But, like, <laughs> that was that. That was funny. That was so funny, which makes it even, you can't come back from it. X is for eyes. Yeah. R.I.P. Fred Durst. <laughs> it's that one in the Wikipedia one for me so far. Those are my top two. Yeah, that's all I got. That's it. That's a wrap for me on on New Metal Beatdown Hour. Yeah, I feel like they um they got ripped, especially I feel like because when you have like Limp Biscuit as the face of your genre, which they were for a good chunk of time, like they were the best selling band in that genre for a little bit before because they were I think they were even a little bit before Slipknot had even really come I think they were like a year or two before Slipknot. Um, but when you have like Fred Durst as the face of your genre, I can fully understand why you're going to get a lot of shit for that. It's might as well be a bullseye. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't think musically like Slipknot is that similar to Limp Bizkit. At I don't all. think they're so part of the all. same. Yeah. They're closer to like corn sometimes, I guess, but. Um, even like Slipknot just, I think is just heavier and faster than anybody else was at that, in that genre. And there's a lot of great Slipknot songs. And that's the thing is I walked out of this song. I walked out of uh psycho social to be like, I, I, I don't lump Slipknot in with these goons that are being ripped on mm-hmm. by our, our talented friends here. I don't, I yeah. just don't put Slipknot in that category. It's probably not something I'm going to rush right out and listen to again for no other reason yeah. than, you know, cute girls keep making music and I have to check in with them every now and then. <laughs> well, I would suggest throwing this old, this old guy on your workout playlist and see what that does for you. Okay. Yeah. Cause it is like musical cocaine. Audio pre-workout. Yes. Well, what do you say we move on to, and I was so happy you picked this band, Gojira with Stranded. What made you, like, where did this come from? Um, I love proggy stuff, and it's progressive Uh death metal. Sure Um, is. And I find the metal that I enjoy the most, as pretentious as this is going to sound, so if you see me, please hit me in the testicles. Um, As pretentious as this is going to sound, non-American metal bands kind of trip my trigger. If it's Europe... You know, something like that. Australia, which is Parkway Drive, like the stuff that's coming out from all over the world is pretty good in terms of mm-hmm. like what hits with me, as you'll see with my other pick. Um, so these guys are French and it gives the lyrics a really like they're very sparse. They're very simple, but they're uncomplicated and they say a lot. So even again, seeing it on paper doesn't do it justice, but the first verse a growing sickness in the heart 
defective, lack of control. The cure is somewhere in the silence, but I'm crushed by the noise inside. It's almost like poetry as opposed to metal lyrics. Mm -hmm. And so like that aspect of like English is not their first language and they're writing this like kind of really awesome minimalist poetry, but then they're putting it against progressive death metal. So it's like mm-hmm. unorthodox harmonies, complex rhythms, meter changes all over the place, syncopation, extreme technical proficiency. Mm-hmm. And they're singing about like humanitarianism and environmental issues and spiritual themes and stuff like that. It's like the perfect storm. You want to get me to love a metal band that's Gojira. Yes. And this is so I look at bands like Gojira and there's I mean, there's a lot like you you hear them and it's much it sounds much more like classically based metal as far as the scales they use, the sort of the way that the the lyrics are put together, the melodies, everything sounds much more like orchestral versus you know, something like Slipknot, which is just more descended from like, so this I see like on the Iron Maiden, you know, kind of tree and then Slipknot and bands like that are more like the Black Sabbath kind of tree where it was like heavy for the sake of being heavy. You know, this is heavy for the sake of being able to find a way to show some like real technical prowess within that, you know, and, and like, it's not like you're less talented if you don't do it like this, but it's just another way to do things and Gojira is often compared to like Coheed like those two bands like fans of one are often fans of the other with this band so like I'm I haven't listened to a lot of Gojira but certainly see it a lot in comment sections and stuff when I'm on Coheed pages on Reddit or Facebook you know I'm, several places I pay attention to the <laughs> Coheed group so there's a lot of times I see Gojira really popping up a lot and when you read the lyrics it's definitely not as complicated as Coheed. Like these are meant for you to be able to understand at a certain level without having to read a whole comic series about it. Um, but the musicality in this is really, really good. Like the, the way the melodies go, it's almost like, um, I don't know who I would compare it to more recently than like Iron Maiden or something, but it's from that same school where it's like, it's meant to make you hear a different thing. Every time you listen to it, hear a new layer that's on there that you didn't hear before. It's the kind of music best listened to on like either a really good stereo system or headphones so you can really pick everything out because it's really well produced. It's really well put together. And most importantly, it's heavy and it's fast. Amen. Heavy and fast. And like, I know that's kind of where you gravitate towards, like what you are kind of looking for in a metal song. Mm -hmm. And again, this is a song that kind of like serves all masters. It does that. It gives me what I like, which is some weird off-brand shit that's still relatable. Like, I gotta tell you, I briefly considered using one of my picks to force you to listen to Lingua Ignota. And I I pulled back at the last second, and I went, she technically qualifies as metal, but it is a little bit of a cheat, and it's a cheat, because it's really more industrial than anything. Yeah. It feels like a cheat to make this pick with your heart, to try to get what you want. You gotta play by the rules, this would be a real <laughs> nefarious loophole type thing you're doing here. And I did not do that. Instead, I went and I got a Gojira. And I like this song and I want to listen to more yeah. Gojira. Well, go do it because there's a lot more of this where that came from. Like they're they're heavy and they're excellent. Cheerio. Like that's what they're that's what they're really they're very well known for, like how good they are. Like they might not reach like the huge commercial commercial success, but they will always in this generation of metal bands, they'll always go down as one of the best ones. Well, I'm sold. 
Yeah. Yeah. They're very, very good. I'm going to go Jira Train. Um, so the next one is one of my picks is a song called Stitch by a band called Wage War. Um, now, this one came out in 2017, um, was kind of a random selection, just like you get suggestions based on songs you're listening to. And I was listening to a lot of this. I think this would technically qualify as metalcore, I would guess. Is that what they tell you on the yep. on the site? So it's like got that, you know, heavy on the breakdowns, heavy on the like super deep, like the <clears throat> kind of lyrics yeah. all the way through, like very difficult to understand what they're saying. Not so much on this one. Um, but like on the stranded song on the next one that we're going to do your pick. Um, and then the last song that we talk about, they're all, I think this, except for this one, three of the last four songs are all from outside of the U S so it's, you know, it's, we did pick, you know, kind of worldwide. And that's the good thing about metal too, is I think it's a lot easier to, to achieve like success around the globe. Cause like metal heads are going to try to seek out more metal you know that's what they do because the genre it's like it's very specific to fit in there like there's not a lot of things like you do reach i feel like it's tough with like country and rock and roll and stuff sometimes it's hard to draw the line between which is which like you can blend those things but metal is like you get to a point like it's easy to see where that line is when it just doesn't feel heavy anymore and it's easy to see where that line is so i think it makes it easier for people to seek out stuff because there's not as broad a range that they're going to find they like find a band they know there's fans of other bands that are like it and just by like looking into that they're gonna be able to find other things to listen to and i think that's why metal can be so much more worldwide than than a lot of other genres that you find um now wage war by stitch again was just a random suggestion but i was like yeah if it's suggesting and i've been listening to nothing but this type of music maybe this will be good so i put it on and it was exactly again what i was looking for to add to that to that playlist um it's the chorus is again, like we were talking about just the kind of most ridiculous things. Leave me in the dark with a hole for a heart as low as I can get. Burn the bridge, rip the stitch out. Guess I'll play dead. It's all in my head to you. I don't exist. Call it bliss. Rip the stitch out. I mean, the last part, the breakdown where it gets like real heavy. You were the light I could never see in myself. I would have stood by you until the gates of hell. And if that's not the best metal lyric you've ever heard in your life, I don't know what to tell you. See, and I had the exact opposite reaction lyrically to this, where I'm like, yeah, this music's great. But then you like key in on lyrics like, I can't pretend like it's all part of the plan. I can't hide it. Blindsided. I can't fight it. It's more than I can stand. Broken. Yes. And I'm just yes. like. Exactly. It's so, exactly, Alex. It's so cheesy and there's again i said earlier there's nothing wrong with cheese yes but this that's is what i'm saying cheesy. <laughs> this is where you get away with it though and it's like when it's that heavy that's okay like i'm not really worried about the lyrics they just need to be rhythmic and like not throw me off yeah that's really all i ask it's just funny as fuck like you really key in on it it's the same thing as our last song where you really key in on the lyrics and you're like they may as well not even be here you might as well just say yeah. gibberish because yeah. you're trying to do way, at, you're trying to do everything. Out. These are incidental to what you're trying to do with the music, which is infinitely <laughs> more interesting. Just give up, it's do baby just talk. Adds the, it just adds a little the some layers to the brutality. Sure. You know, that's really that's really what it's about. Uh, but yeah, this one, I don't know if I'd put it up there with Slipknot, and I certainly wouldn't put it up with the last song that we're that we're going to talk about today. 
Um, and I hope the anticipation is really building for that one. And I hope people are going to go check that out and thank me immediately after for the pleasure that will befall their ears on that one. Yes. Um, but what did you give me your full thoughts on this song? Give me your, you know, what do you, what are we, what are we missing? What would make this a better song for you? On, oh, we're still on uh, 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 Stitch. Yeah, just I want to get your final thought because I really like this one and I feel like, like what what would change it? Just no lyrics or better lyrics? I don't even necessarily have that much of a problem with them. I'm just more making an observation being like the lyrics are super corny. They do feel like a, a teenager wrote them after listening to a band that had lyrics like this. So it's like trickle down corny. But it is straight cheddar. It's cheddar, but like it's that's again, man, it's part of the fun. So yes. it's like I, I I appreciate what they're doing musically. Lyrics totally incidental. I really don't have any complaints. Yes. Well, this one I'm excited. I'm glad that the last two that we're doing are these two because I think these two are the ones that I'm most excited about to talk about. So the next one is one of your picks by in I stop me if I'm pronouncing this wrong because I've honestly never heard it pronounced out loud. Um, Amon Amarth and Twilight of the Thunder God. Yeah, I don't know how it's pronounced out loud either. I just in my head was like Amon Amarth. I don't know. It is maybe the, yeah, could be. It is the Cinderil Elven translation for Mount Doom from Lord of the Rings. That's right, folks. These are a <laughs> bunch figures. of big, smelly, hairy nerds making metal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Yes. So it tells, so I'm going to just read the genius, unless you want to. No, but no. The genius annotation is just exactly what we need to hear on this. The song tells the story of the mythical battle between Thor, the god of thunder, and Jormungandr, the Midgard serpent. And I just got to say, I think I nailed that name. You did. I was, yeah. I was waiting to see what would happen there, and you did it. I, this, you know what this, what Amonamarth has always reminded me of? It's like Viking Dragon Force. Oh yeah, I can yeah. see that. I had yeah. to. I had to try real hard not to pick some Dragon Force for this. Oh, see, I would have been fine with that. I was like, that might be a bridge too far. I don't know. No, I'd have been fine. That's it, because that's yeah, that's awesome. But tell me, tell me what brought you on to Amon Amarth? When you are talking about songs that get you jacked up in the gym and like things that are very motivating, and you want something heavy, mm -hmm. something that's just gonna kind of like trigger your fight or flight. I want something epic and something that'll take me out of my brain because my bored brain is going, especially with like low intensity, steady state cardio. It's just like, you're just kind of moving along at a clip on the treadmill. You're not running. You're not plotting. You're just moving briskly, trying to do something very specific. Mm -hmm. You got to get through this without losing your fucking mind. Take me to a fantasy land that's like an 80s cheesy stop motion fantasy movie. I want yes. the, the breadth and depth and epic scale of Norse mythology. If you can make me feel like I'm Thor and I'm wailing around a bunch of fucking barbells and I'm fighting a giant snake and shit like that, I want to feel like a thunder god when I'm pumping that iron, brother, this, <laughs> this song is just like a fucking cool comic book to keep you entertained while you hurt yourself. Yeah, that's see the people at home can't see the, the lightning bolts that came down on your screen <sighs> when you when you were saying all that. But it was it was pretty incredible. And this song. Yeah, this when I was talking about like descendants of like the Iron Maiden school of metal. 
Like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is so epic. This It's like metal Lord of the Rings is yeah. exactly what it is. Like, if you like Lord of the Rings and you like metal music, you will love Amon Amarth. Like, those two things could not go hand in hand more than they do. And they are just, like you said, big hairy nerds. Where are they from? What are, what's Sweden. Their, of course, from Sweden. Um, they are, they might be Vikings themselves. Which, Who knows? Which is so funny because people call them Viking metal and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're not, we're more melodic death metal. And it's like, yeah, no. you are that, but you pretty much exclusively sing about Vikings. Yeah. And also, what do you think Vikings would listen to? Right. Exactly. If they had the chance, whatever the, whatever little stringed loot instrument, did they have lutes? Vikings? Who knows? Would they listen to that little chamber tavern music? Or would they listen to this when they're pillaging villages? Come on. This is music to decapitate a motherfucker too. And not exactly. because it's evil and violent, but because it's what you do when you are the Norse god of thunder. No one's going to mess with you. You fought a giant exactly. snake. They all saw you. They're not going to mess with you. So it just tells like a magical tale. It's like a bunch of like D&D nerds got together and were like, we should have a metal band. Yes. It's really listenable. Like, again, that melodic death metal aspect, like, it's really, like, beautiful and, 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 like, jaunty. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. it fucking rocks and the vocals are fucking big and growly as shit. It's, it's not trading on anything other than the Norse imagery. And it's just like, why don't you feel like a big Viking badass while you listen to this for a minute? Yeah. And the, the cover art is literally like Thor fighting a giant snake like lightning crashing around everywhere him like what's he what's the horse called that has the eight legs i think that's what he's riding in the picture i can't remember what the name of it is but i think it's going to be in the new thor movie i think that's like a big reveal thing everybody's talking about um but it's like the it's just it's this like viking script type of lettering for the name of it the twilight of the thunder god lettering for the name of the album is the same as like on all those fantasy books, like the the fantasy fiction books, like Dragonlance, like all those things. It's the same font. Like they are have they have a target audience. So I'm trying to say over melodic death metal. It's like come on, dude. Maybe it's a maybe it's like a wink and a nod thing that they like they they know that they're Viking metal, but they're just like no, we're melodic death metal. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Earlobe tug. Yeah. Sure, boys. Um, yeah, no, that's pretty much like uh, it, different things get my shit jacked up. You know what I mean? I like, yeah, that's why I like Dragon Force. It's why I like, yep. um, what is the band's name? I think Luca Torelli. Tragedy storms him when demons paralyze <laughs> and now discover she has a demon heart. Demon heart. <laughs> I think it's Luca yeah, Torelli. Like it's an epic, Italian You like band. the epic storylines. That's what you're, that's what you're into. Oh, man, I just see myself yeah. with a bunch of motherfuckers, and we're just, like, storming a field, just running towards the enemy. Just, <laughs> yeah. no, we don't care if we live or fucking die. You're just on a treadmill next to a bunch of other people, and they're not listening to the same thing, but you're just imagining that you're all together, like, running across this field to fight to save your village. Cut to me just shrieking out loud with my headphones on. <laughs> she has a demon heart! Some tiny woman in some Lululemon is like doesn't realize she's about to get killed by some Celtic warrior. She has no idea. Her. I'm gonna save you yeah. from a druid. <laughs> Let me help you. Well, yeah, I was I was so happy to see that you'd picked Amon Amarth on here. That was that was great news. 
Yeah, it's good I fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, shall we do it, Alex? Well, the fun is now done. <laughs> <laughs> so this little ditty came into my life, uh, oh, geez, I don't know, a month or two ago. I'm not sure how long, but it's it feels like a long time since I heard this song for the first time. And it is The Orphan by a band called Paleface, who I believe are from Norway. And I think this one is billed as metalcore, but I've never heard anything like this before. They're from Switzerland. and the Switzerland. Ge- yeah, and the genre that I've seen them... It's beatdown, right? Deathcore and beatdown, yep. Yeah, okay. And I, I, I don't know what I'd call it because I've never heard anything like this. I've never heard music as brutal as this song before and this is my main like pick 1a mvp in the gym it's like a snuff movie for your ears (laughs) yeah that's probably accurate i mean it's just like messy and noisy and vicious and chaotic and like i can't find a single enjoyable thing about it (laughs) <laughs> but what I realized, the way to survive the song is you have to physically engage with it. You have to move with this. You have to headbang. You have to, you know, kick the coffee table over. You have to put your whole body into it or you won't survive. It's a six and a half fucking minute song. You, you'll go insane <laughs> if you don't, like, physically work the poison through your system with it. So to that end, I see how it's extremely motivating. Don't stop or you'll die. But uh, in terms it's of It's like just, I'm running away from it. Yes. <laughs> it's it's giving you the tools to run away from it it's it's horrible but you know it is the it like literally i don't i don't know why it hit the nerve that it did for me but i've put several other pale face songs on that same playlist now at this point oh, but i'll tell you what man the first time i heard this song i think was on a tiktok to be honest with you. I think it was somebody like this group of people reacting to it. And it just like, and they were clearly like a metal podcast. So like it was, that's what they were used to listening to. But when I saw their reactions to this song, I was like, Oh, if a metal podcast is reacting this way to this song, like it must be like crazy heavy. It must be brutal. And when you just hear it the first time and just when it kicks in and you're like, what the fuck is going on in my ears right now because it's just this dude like breathing heavily just like freaking out you know just what you see people do in the movies before you hit the montage of them going on a total like having a total menti b and going postal like it, it just like that's the feeling i get from it and then he chants get the fuck out like eight times to start the song and then the first real like lyrics the demons hunt me to death the demons call me for, call from the depth the demons make me feel like life is full of endless regret. And it's like, you know, not that you can understand what he's saying there anyway, but you know what he's saying. You can feel what he's saying there. He could be talking about rainbows and puppies and it would feel the same way because the music is so heavy and so brutal and so fast and changes so often. There's like eight different breakdowns in this song and every single one of them is heavier than the last. They put these little like joke things in there like one of the breakdowns you all of a sudden you hear just hear like woo like in one of the musical breaks and then it just gets heavier from there and then they do this little like 
bell, this little chime sound at the top of another one. And it just gets heavier from there. And it's just these little moments that like, oh, that was kind of funny. And then it's like, oh my God, we're back into like the depths. I don't even want to say hell. I think it's underneath there. This song, I've never heard anything like it. Yeah, neither have I. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty fucking over the top. And uh, <laughs> at, at a punishing six and a half minutes, felt so much longer. Um, it's it, I, I, th- That's the thing is I, this dude, this lead singer, I hope to God that he's got himself a copy of uh, Zen, the Zen of Screaming or whatever that DVD is. Yeah. Because a couple of the things when I was looking this up, a lot of different like metalheads in the know were like, uh, after a while your ear kind of becomes accustomed to who's singing with technique and who's got about two to three good years in their career. If they don't fucking change Mm -hmm. these bad vocal hygiene habits, this guy's not going to have a career next week. Yeah. He is apparently singing with such like little technique that he's just destroying his body, making this music, which makes sense when you hear it. Cause it does sound (laughs) like he, 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 he hocked it all up on this one wild it is it is like i i just i don't know it is the the most brutal song i've ever heard in my life if you listeners if you know a song more brutal and heavier than this song you need to tell me i need to know about this because i need to i need to just see how how deep this goes i don't know what's going to happen i don't know if this is where i'm at and this might not even be the bottom I don't know what's going to happen, but it's like, for me, this kind of set the bar for how heavy and fast I want my music in the gym. Like this song, when I got this on there, Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer, none of them made the cut anymore for that gym playlist. Wow. It's a real change. They just in the weren't garden. heavy enough. Yeah. Folks, what's happened here with Jeff is he's had what the equivalent of a near death experience and <laughs> everything that he saw when he was, you know, in that dark void He's chasing that sensation again. He wants to recreate that moment of his almost death. That's why Anthrax won't do. Metallica won't do. He has seen what's on the other side. and He needs to get back there again, which is where Paleface yes. came in. It is. I, I think literally with, with metal right now, I'm chasing the dragon. I dread the day because there was a time when I was like, oh, man, Master of Puppets is like the heaviest song I've ever heard. <laughs> there was a time when I said that and I meant it because it was true. And then I listened to slipknot and i was like oh my god this is the heaviest shit i've ever heard and then and then i listened to pale face and now this has become absolutely the heaviest shit i've ever heard the most fucked up things you've ever heard from like slipknot don't even come close don't even come close to this and i'm telling you folks you may not believe me when i'm saying how bad could this be it is it is that brutal it is more brutal than anything you've heard in your life. And if you've heard something more brutal, again, you need to tell me about it. I need to know these things. I mean, if it gives you any indication of what Jeff's talking about, again, in my research, the moniker that was given to Paleface was Deathcore Slipknot. Yeah. That is either a feature for you or a bug. And it sounds like for Jeff, it's a feature. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's, that, that is the only feature I need. <laughs> You're not threatening Jeff with a good time. No, no. Oh my God. And I, I know you, uh, I know you, I told you to do a reaction video to this song, but I, I sprung this one on you for this episode because I was like the one way or the other, I'm going to make him listen to this song. You're getting, I should have made you listen to a lingua ignota. 
<laughs> well, maybe I will. It might be what I have to do to, to get karma back on my side after this. I'll pick you a good one. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, and if you are of a in a fragile mental state right now, maybe don't listen to Pale Face. Yeah, no, for sure don't. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, maybe not. Not even just this song. Um, I, I've listened. I've dabbled in pretty much everything they've released to this point, and uh, yeah, don't listen to any of it. <laughs> Yeah, don't listen to any of it. <laughs> listen to it on the best day of your life. That's the only way you'll be able to tolerate it. <laughs> Anything short of that, not good. It is. It is unbelievably brutal, and I goddamn love it. And I fucking love it. Well, that was Metal Monday. That was Metal Monday. That was a lot of fun. That I like was that. fun. We should, do, we should do like genre episodes more often. I agree. I think we should time. stretch ourselves. Yeah. You learn a yeah, lot. That was a good time. Now, if you, if anybody out there has a suggestion for a certain genre, if you have a type of genre you love and you just want to know, you know, what songs we'd pick from that, just let us know. Um, we can do obviously requests. Don't just have to be songs specifically or albums specifically. It can be just topics for the show. So let us know. Uh, make sure you go check out the YouTube and we're rolling towards, we're trying to get to 200 subscribers within a reasonable amount of time here. Um, we keep rolling, you know, things keep moving forward. We keep getting more and more views. Um, we had that Harry Styles video that did very well for us. The Phantom Airway video for our long form videos. I think that's the best one that's performed, right? I mean, that's, that's far and away for anything other than a reaction video. Um, in a couple of random podcast episodes, that's been a, a very good performer. So that's cool. Um, make sure you go check out their album as well and let us know what you think of that. Um, I'm sure probably in the next few weeks we'll give some thoughts on it once we once we've both had a chance to really listen to the whole thing and, and get some you know what the feelings that should be deserved about or the time that that album deserves to be spoken about um make sure you get us on instagram if you need any you know suggestions there so you can dm us there out on that line you can do twitter out on that line one um you can send us an email out on that line at gmail.com alex was there anything else this week that you felt like we needed to cover Yes, I want to cover controversy from last week. I, after we finished recording the episode, realized I never got the Frank Zappa bit in. <gasps> I know I've done it at least one other time. That's too, too many. Oh, I my God. He's got, his estate is going to come for you. Got, get, fucking bring it on, Ahmet. If I don't know how you got all the control from your mom, <laughs> but Diva and Moon Unit and Dweezil deserve some love, too. So... Maybe I'll get them on my side. We're getting a lot of Zappa content to make up for it now. Wait, wait, wait. So it, Ahmed is the only one that controls what happens with the estate? He's Holy like, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. The third wow. child, and he got it. Wow. I don't know why. The mom made sure that happened because she was in charge of the trust. And then when she passed away, it went to Ahmed. He kept Dang. he kept Dweezil from using the name Zappa when he was touring playing their dad's music. Dang, how can you even do that? Because you're like a relative. Jeff, I don't know can if you, you know this, but the Zappas are pretty big assholes. Well, yeah, but like I, I don't I thought there was like a thing where if you're directly related to the person, like that's your name. I think it it was using Frank's shit, I'm pretty sure. Like going around saying I'm Dweezel Zappa playing the music of Frank Zappa 
and then playing the music of Frank Zappa. Why would you, like, how big of an, is Dweezil the asshole, or is Amet straight the asshole? I I don't know. I think they're all just buttholes. They're just all assholes. Yeah. They're just like the Gallagher brothers. I pretty much think so. Oasis, yeah. I could be wrong. They could be lovely people, but I love Uncle Frank, and Uncle Frank was a dickhead. So, you know, it is what it is. So there's your Frank Zappa content for this week, guys. (laughs) Well, um, if there is... Nothing else than until next time. Yeah.